It's time once again for another episode of Food and Beverage Radio. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host, Rich Casanova. All right, Rich Casanova here for another exciting episode of Food and Beverage Radio. And uh, we, uh, Kelly and I, um, she's running uh, operations here behind the scenes for us here this morning. We were talking about we need to move food and beverage to an afternoon show so we get some food in here, right? <laughs> that's, that's a good idea. Because I'm, I'm a big um, – I'm a quarter Italian, so we're going to be talking to a chef that uh, is all about the Italian cuisine and experience – and um, I just don't know if I could have Italian for breakfast or whatever, right? <laughs> well, it, you know, the Italians eat very simple breakfast, a simple breakfast, a cappuccino and some kind of little cookie broken up into yeah. it. And see, that's I, breakfast. Yes, yeah, see, I could do that, yeah. <laughs> All right, you're hearing the voice of uh, Chef uh, Jamie Adams uh, here on this episode of Food and Beverage Radio. Rich Casanova here. And uh, we, we got a great uh, guest here today. Talk about a resume. Um, uh, if we read the entire thing, we'd run out of time. I, I got Christmas plans going on, yeah. <laughs> but let's hit a let's um, I'll hit a couple of uh, key points and have you fill in some blanks, and we'll jump into uh, what you're currently doing. So you're the youngest of five children born here in Atlanta, uh, and Jamie was introduced to every aspect of Italian uh, culture, from its cars to his language. Uh, just really passionate about it. So, um, and we were talking before we went on the air about your some of your fondest memories are cooking in the kitchen with your mom. And That's I was right. yeah, and I was saying as a kid, I, I thought, hey, can I help out in the kitchen? She's like Richie. She's called me Richie as a kid. Go go out and play or whatever. I got this right. I, we were I could have been a chef, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, being the youngest of, of five, there was a lot of food to get cooked in the house. Yeah. And uh, my mother from New Orleans was a great cook. And one of my father's favorite things to do was to eat what mom cooked or go out somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Youngest of five. I'm youngest of four, yeah. yeah. So, um, all right, so that began early on. and then, well, But in addition to that, so you move moving forward, you studied music. And it says biology, not music biology. There was the two different subjects, right? Well, I, I, <laughs> I was rather – I was a little ambivalent during my college years. <laughs> I, I went from trying to major in music to trying to major in biology and ended up de- doing neither. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And that all happened. That went down at Georgia State University uh, here in Atlanta. And then um, – and at the same time, you were also working for a famous uh, Italian restaurant, the Mad Italian, in Atlanta. That's what was correct. Their, what was their claim to fame? Well, they uh, two guys that I'm still really close friends with. Um, one guy's from Philadelphia. They did r- great Philadelphia cheesesteaks. It was a simple, simple place. Yeah. But, you know, they did everything from scratch. They made meatballs. They sliced their steak. They made their sausage. Everything from scratch. They bought the best bread from New York uh, wow. and made great Philly cheesesteaks, and they were really, really um, into hospitality. Yeah. Even though it was a simple, casual place, hospitality was their thing, and they taught me a ton. Did they expand into a franchise or multiple locations? Or uh... They had multiple locations, yeah. and, and then as years went by, they sold uh, – they sold the store to their two managers who right. were brothers, yeah, okay. and um, I, only one of them is left right now. It's right, over yeah. on um, uh, Savoy Drive in Shambly, so it's, and it's two, still going strong. Two guys in a pizza? <laughs> no, not anymore. It's, uh, <laughs> All right, so um, so now, um, and in addition to that, so uh, a little bit later, uh, you ended up with a gig at Buckhead Life, a restaurant which is iconic here in, in not just Buckhead, but Atlanta and through the region here, right? That's correct, but uh, after my time with the Mad Italian is when I decided to hop over to Italy. Okay, yeah. And so then, take us across uh, the ocean there. What was that about? Well, it was, uh, you know, I was working for these guys at the Mad Italian, and um, I was kind of a, 
a big fish in a little pond and all this stuff that was going on with my family where they were traveling to Italy all the time and telling me all these stories and I was thinking I got I got to get over there and yeah. so I um I just kind of sold everything and with a couple of connections got some uh, places to live and work and told my dad I'd be there for a year and learn everything about Italian food right and then close to five years later, I got back realizing I know a fraction of it, <laughs> right. but, you know, the fraction I knew, I knew pretty well. <laughs> so I'm a quarter Italian, quarter Spanish, quarter French, and quarter Irish. What about your heritage? <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> uh, French, German, and okay. Irish. My mother, oh, wow. my mother's father was born in Ireland, and she was almost born in Ireland. Oh, uh, wow. Um, all right. So, um, and and that then we're... Um, now at Buckhead Life Restaurant Group, and you were there almost, well, 20-year relationship with Pano. Correct, yeah. Wow. So when I first... You could uh, write a book about that, right, yeah. if you haven't already. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been thinking about <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> so when I got back from Italy, I um, interviewed with um, this guy named Dino La Rosa, who was Pano's partner at what was then Capriccio. Okay. And, uh, and Dino said to me, I want you to make pasta for Pano. And so, uh, okay, that came by the next day, and I've got the eggs and the flour on the table, and I'm making the dough, and Dino walks around the corner and says, what are you doing? (laughs) I said, well, I'm making pasta. (laughs) He starts laughing, so I make a couple of dishes. I got hired, and 21 years later, I I finally left the company, and Pano has been awesome to us um, over the years, and it's almost like another father. No doubt. My version of making pasta is uh, out of the box or whatever, right. pour, pour in the boiling <laughs> water. Yeah. Um, so, but now what restaurants, so you worked, uh, what restaurants did you work at within the Buckhead Life uh, group? So I started off at, um, when Pano redid the old Capriccio into okay. what it's now known as Preachy. Right. Um, I, I started at the old fish market in Lenox Square. Oh, yeah. And um, that's where we sort of put the whole uh, menu together for the uh, you know the reopening of Preachy, and right. then I you know went to Preachy in August of ninety one, and then when Vinny Vitivici came on the block in ninety three, I went over there as, as chef and spent a lot of time there. I mean that's just a fun name for a restaurant, right? Who came up with that? Uh, Caesar. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. It means I came, I saw, I conquered. Right. Uh, <laughs> supposedly he said that to the. Uh, so you worked with French, Caesar right? too? Whatever. Wow. <laughs> he goes way back. Yeah. <laughs> you look great for your age, man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we could spend probably a whole show just on, uh, that experience at Buckhead Life, right? Yeah, it was great. And Vinny Vitivici was a really cool place. It had this big, uh, wood-burning rotisserie. Oh, yeah? And we would cook chickens and ducks and pig and lamb and just wow, whatever walked in the door. Stuff. Whatever yeah, walked yeah, by, yeah. Yeah, beware. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> the rotisserie's on. I don't know, I first moved to Atlanta. I was up in North Cobb at, um... At this big bay window, and within a few weeks, whatever, I'm, I'm looking out the window. There's this deer like walking right in front of my window, and I'm like, "Where did I move? <laughs> whatever, I need to get closer to the city." Yeah. All right. So, um, uh, and then next, um, uh, we kind of talked talked about most of that now. So, talk to us about this uh, coastal Italian restaurant uh, that you're. Is this the current one that you're running yeah, now? That's okay, correct. Um, Il Il Giallo, Il Giallo, and it's a oysteria. And bar, right? Right. Osteria so, means hostelry. You know, a lot okay. of people think it has something to do with oysters, but it just, <laughs> exactly, yeah. it's the Italian word for hostelry, which okay. is kind of a, a convivial place where people can gather and eat. And, you know, in the olden days, there would be rooms to stay. Right. We obviously don't have rooms. <laughs> right, yeah. but, uh, Yet. 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 <laughs> uh, we have private dining rooms, but it's a little different. Um, right. And so, uh, you know, at Jalo, I've tried to 
recreate um you know a lot of my experiences in when i was living over there i lived on the seacoast for a while and i lived inland um so we we make um pasta out in front of everybody on a big 16 foot table during service wow and we feature you know great fish dishes all the time and it's just a fun convivial place and tell us the backstory of that, how that kind of came about, um, how long you've been operating that, that kind of thing. Well, um, it's a, a long story, but, um, you know, and Pano was in on the whole thing. Okay. Um, you know, we came to an amicable, very amicable closing right. of our relationship. And, you know, he knew all about our plans, but he kept telling us, you don't have a concept. And we're like, Pano, it's, it's Italian. That's a concept. <laughs> right. He goes, you don't have a concept. So, well, okay. The guy's pretty smart, and I've worked for yeah. him for 21 years. I better start paying attention. So <laughs> right. one night in the restaurant, um, a lady was uh, – this is at Vinny Vitovici's – wanted the special from a couple of nights ago. And mm-hmm. I didn't have it, but she was a butternut squash tortelli. So what I had is a raw butternut squash, and I had some pasta sheets. So I said, okay, well, by golly, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I, I peeled it, cut it up into small pieces, put it in a fryer patted it dry, mixed some cheese, and next 20 minutes later, she had um, the tortelli. Wow. So that's when uh, that's when I figured out what the concept for Jala was going to be, and that's have that big pasta table out in front of everybody. And I told Pano, he goes, now you've got a concept. So, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Finally, yeah. yeah. And took we, you a minute. Yeah. And we've been, we've been open for three years now. We just celebrated our third year anniversary on um, that holiday I, is, that will now be known as Jalloween. <laughs> Jalloween, that's pretty good. We opened on October thirty first, uh, two thousand fifteen. <laughs> wow, that's a great, <laughs> that's a great uh, story. Um, so, so before we talk about, um, uh, let's rewind for a second. So, in addition to uh, your impressive resume, you already mentioned what I was also intrigued that jumped off the uh, page here is that you also competed in the Food uh, Network's Chopped. That's correct. So uh, we were talking before we went on the air. I'm obsessed uh, a bit with uh, Shark Tank. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, just an interview, interview with Barbara Corcoran from the Shark Tank just uh, last week. Ah. So, um, so this experience. So, how did how did you become a candidate for that? I mean, uh, how did you get on the show? Uh, well, they they email people out. You know, they target they target companies and, right. and restaurants, and they you know they sent. I got an email and I wow. initiated the whole. It was like an online interview, yeah. you know, where I fill out questionnaire, and then, you know, they fill out another questionnaire. Then I, they asked me to do a little video of right. the questionnaire, and <laughs> and then, you know, time passed, and I went and interviewed. They came to Atlanta and okay. held some interviews for, th- for some of the finalists that right. they had, and they said, okay, you're, you've been picked. Wow. And um, Did it, they th- tell you why they chose you, or do you have a... Uh, they were they were targeting Atlanta, okay. and so they, you know, they... They're they're good at gathering intel about you know the you know the good restaurants around town yeah, and, I mean, who, and who to target. Yeah, but there's a lot of restaurant tours in Atlanta to be chosen. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and you know it's a pretty rigorous interview um, process. Right. It took a long, long time. Wow. Almost a, from it almost took a year from the time that I did the first interview till I d- did the show. That's crazy. And Most it, people don't um, understand that, right? Yeah, and it's. Uh, and then when when it came time for the show, it was you. It's exactly what you see. Really, you know, there a lot of the stuff is condensed down that you don't see. Yeah, like yeah. you know, or, but you have uh, twenty minutes for the first course, right? Thirty minutes for the second and third, and that time goes by like that. And that's all real. You open the box and you start and you go, and you have no wow. idea what's going to be in it. 
And this is all up in New York, or um... no, this is in New York, and okay. they have studios in the Chelsea Market. And, all right. uh, it was very, um, you know, very unglamorous. You know, when you're on the set, it's really cool, but you know, you got all these these uh, nooks and crannies, right, and, yeah. you know, because they're all temporary sets. They'll they film the season, you know, in about three months, right? Yeah, and then, knock them all you know, out. They knock it down and do yeah. something else, wow. there and then rebuild for the next season. Dang. So. so um, so how did you compete? How did it how did it kind of come out? What were some of the challenges with it or, or things you didn't expect? I mean, was it like a pressure cooker, as you can imagine, or was, was it a lot of fun? Or? Serious pressure cooker. You know, you, you, they, they bring you into the show, and um, you they be sure that you have nothing on you. You know, you put a, one of their chef's jackets on. Right. You can't have anything in your pockets. You can't have, you know, they don't want notes or anything like oh, wow, that. Wow, okay, yeah. And the, you get a quick tour of, of the facility, so you mm-hmm. can see the refrigerators and the storage where they have stuff that you're going to go grab. Right. And then next, you know, lining up, and all of a sudden there's like 15 cameras, you know. Jeez, and, and wow. And, you know, there's spotlights. And, oh, yeah. And at first I realized my hand started shaking. I said, holy <laughs> crap. I just uh, I sharpened all of my knives, and I'm shaking like crazy. Not I a good know combination. I know I'm going to cut myself. Yeah. <laughs> you need a drink at that point, right. it sounds like, yeah. But, but then, you know, once it got going, the cooking part was the easiest because, you know, that's, yeah, that's I, I, I know that part. You do that um, in your sleep, yeah. And, uh, but it had to be different because you're not using your own ingredients or your recipe, right? Well, that's true. But, you know, th- what you got to do is you take these ingredients, you got to figure out real fast what yeah. you're going to do. And you don't have time to change your mind. So once you decide, you just go for it and do what you know how you're to do. You're all in, sink or swim. Right. And, yeah. um, you know, for better or worse, and you just, you know, you, ha- you have to transform the ingredients. You can't just, like, open a can and put it on there or, yeah. or something. You have to transform them all and turn it into something. Right to impress them and was it tough with the judges or what um i mean how did you end up uh faring well i i thought for certain that i had won (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know they they loved everything i did and you know when they're in that whole judging process when you're standing in front of the judge that was very tedious because that that was actually about 20 30 minutes of you talking to the judges but but on on the final product, it's only a few minutes, on, right? Right, you only see a few minutes. Yeah. But you know, and when it came to my fish dish, which was the second course, you know, they were they just loved it. They said it's the best halibut I've ever eaten. Wow! You know, and so you know, and then my dessert they loved, and the other guy, the other guy was really good too. He was a French guy, and he was um, very sharp. And I think they just tossed tossed a coin because both <laughs> right. both of our food was good. Yeah. But, you know, our, both of our dishes were were really really good, and um, I, I it was a coin toss. But yeah. I, I thought I'd won, and he thought I'd won too. Right, yeah. Um, well, maybe we'll do a recount or whatever. I don't know if it's too late for that or not. Yeah. <laughs> so now, uh, have you thought, did you add that to the menu at any point or thought about adding that to like a signature dish? Uh, That'd be kind of cool, like the claim to fame or whatever. Well, right? uh, we do have a dish on our menu, bomboloni, which is a dessert, which is the one recipe that I memorized for because I'm not a pastry chef, but okay. I did memorize the pa- the uh, bomboloni dough recipe, right. which is a fried donut. Right. And, uh, and I somehow managed to the stuff that they gave me in the box. I said I can turn that into a bomboloni, <laughs> and that's on our menu. Oh, it is to, to this day. Because yeah. that'd be kind of cool. It's just like uh, makes that kind of signature item, or it has a backstory and history to it. Right. Especially if people watch the episode, watch the show. You know, that'd be kind of cool. And we also, when we do halibut, because uh, it was a halibut dish, um, we always kind of mention that I was I got pretty no, uh, well known for my. Ability to cook halibut, <laughs> exactly on on the fly. Right. Yeah, so um, so talk to us about the Super Chef cook off. Now that was years and years and years ago. Yeah. Um, in the early days of Vinny Vitivici, 
Uh, and it was kind of the beginning of, of you know, the whole food TV explosion. Yeah. They did this dinner and a movie thing. Right. And the studios were right across the street from Vinny Vitti Vici. Oh, wow. So all the TBS people were in all the time. And there was this one lady that was, um, um, I've, I'm still very good friends with to this day, who worked for Turner. And, and she and a couple of other people in the company hatched this idea to do a, this super chef cook-off thing. Right. And it was, uh, there were five chefs from across the country. And we all gathered in New York, and we did a dish on the theme of a movie. And so it was a big contest. Oh, you know, wow. And uh, it, was, it was a whole lot of fun. Yeah, uh, no doubt. And there was a big crowd up in up in Manhattan, and um, I didn't win, but it was it was a really really great experience. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just hearing that description, what you described, uh, I thought about it would be kind of cool to do a cooking podcast, but I don't know if it really resonate if you're just listening to uh, someone cook or talk about recipes. But I'm sure there's a podcast. Uh, there's, there's probably tons somewhere of out there. Maybe a video podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would make more sense. All right, so. Um, so now let's talk about uh, what's on the um, the menu over there that you may not have hit on, or what's some of your signature items, or the most popular, or your you know what's your claim to fame um, at the restaurant. Well, um, w- there's a couple of things that are uh, signature trademark kind of things. Okay. They're not trademark, but they I, I like <laughs> <Right>. to think so. <laughs> we'll we'll call in an attorney to make that happen. Yeah, for an extra dollar fifty. Yeah, we have a veal parmigiana that is uh, very popular. Um, uh, it's we like to call it a meat pizza because it's a big old pounded veal chop it's breaded and pan fried with mozzarella and tomatoes it's delicious yeah and uh S- says the chef yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh our other thing that we're pretty well known for is these um, ravioli that we make out of um big green egg roasted duck and we say that again it, uh it's a ravioli right? that's filled with um duck right? that's been roasted on the big green egg i so thought you said the smoked. big green egg yeah yeah, yeah. and uh so it's about to make its comeback. We replaced it for a little while, and in the next um, week or so, it's going to make a, a comeback. A resurgence, uh, mm-hmm. as a lot of these um, shows are d- doing that, right? right. It's a, um, a reboot. That's it's right. It's getting a reboot. <laughs> People have been asking for it for the last three months, so it's, it's time to, to, to bring it back. And that, that's a dish that I've been doing for years and years and years. Yeah. Vinny Vitivici, and I, I learned... The, the pasta style from the pla- one of the places that I worked in Italy. Yeah, you talked a lot about pasta, and I was joking, mine comes out of a box. So uh, what's the um, uh, what do people do, right or wrong? I mean, what's, what's the science behind a good, making a good pasta? Uh, you know, pasta is all about feel. There, there, are, really? you know, there are recipes you know, to make the dough, but you've got to learn how to make it feel right. You okay. know, and it's got to be not neither too soft or too firm. Right. Um, we do uh, pasta classes throughout really? the year, pasta making classes that you'll have to check our website, iljaloatl.com. Get on our mailing list, and you will get notifications of of when we do pasta classes. We're shooting for the first Saturday of the month, and we're about to start um, put our calendar out for January. In the uh, next three months after. And that's at iljaloatlanta.com. ATL.com, ATL, yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting because I had made my notes. We didn't talk about this, but like um, uh, experiences in the restaurant is uh, – so that's that would be really cool. Have you done stuff like that in the past where it's a either cooking class or experiential type of an event? Absolutely. That's what our pasta classes have been all about. So we get – you know, four, up to 14 people, and, you know, we're in there, you know, I'm showing them how to make the dough from, wow. you know, the flour on the table with the eggs and the fork, and, Dang. you know, they're able to, 
to play with it and, and roll roll it through the machine and cut it and make ravioli. It's a lot of fun. And then around noon, uh, Prosecco bottles open. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And, and then and, the real fun kicks right. in or whatever, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, we, we, we teach them how, I teach them how to make, you know, several different kinds of pasta. And then once we've gotten through most of the instruction stuff, um, they sit down and give them a salad. And then we cook the pasta that they made. Wow. And it's a blast. Uh, well, we have a noontime opening over here, whatever. <laughs> we, we can do it here <laughs> in the studio. I'm already I'm getting hungry now. Um, okay, so and so that's an experience uh, pasta class at the restaurant. Before we went on the air, you were talking about um, you do some demos. You've done a number of demos or events. Talk to us about some of the off-site events that you've done. I, I do so many, um, mostly chari- charity-related okay. stuff. We're cooking in people's homes. Most recently, I did a, a dinner in Tom Glavin's house wow. um, uh, for 12 people, Dang. and it was uh, for cure childhood cancer. Oh, yeah, and, right. Uh, a, lot, you know, a lot of the stuff that we do has been like i say charity related i've done lots and lots of stuff for no kid hungry okay. share our strength um it seems to go on and on and on yeah um i do probably a dinner a month in somebody's home um you know that's they've donated a whole bunch of money and oh, wow. i gather some you know friends and colleagues together to do multiple chefs dinners in people's home for 12 people and and pre- you probably offer that sometimes at like a silent auction event or whatever. It's right? a, yeah, that's a live auction item that at a lot of the oh, yeah. big events like uh, Taste of the Nation and then wow. the, the Cure Ball and that there's so many I can't even Damn, name. Them I've all. heard of because uh, we've uh, done on-site broadcasts and we may want to you know talk off the air about partnering up with some of those events. We've done a lot of on uh, off-site broadcasts and we did uh, Taste of Buckhead, Taste uh-huh. of Atlanta. I didn't know there was a Taste of the Nation. Man, you just r- well, <laughs> ramped of, it up there. Yeah, Taste of the Nation is. Um, Share our strengths uh, oh, okay. yearly, you know, sort of end of the year, um, or it's actually they do it at the beginning of the year. Right. But it's their big fundraiser for um, that. That's a big event, and uh, for many years is with the aquarium. It's changed venues a few right. times throughout the years, but it's about thirty-five restaurants. Wow, close to two thousand people. Jeez, and uh, you know they raise close to a million dollars every year. Wow, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm um seeing some possibilities here because we actually just announced we're launching uh, as our way to give back here at the Pro Business Channel uh, a platform for for nonprofits because initially we thought well we'll donate to a singular nonprofit or maybe put some of our money aside but we ha- had what's called a BFO uh-huh. and if you know what a BFO is it's called a blinding flash of the obvious uh. <laughs> right <laughs> I so can we translate said, BFO yeah, into a couple right. of other I know uh, exactly that's why I always clarify a blinding <laughs> flash of the obvious so here <laughs> but what's crazy is that um, uh, we have almost what a half a million and downloads. We're the top 5% globally in website traffic, yada, yada, yada. So we thought, rather than just maybe putting some money aside as an emerging brand, why not, um, out of our uh, pocket, we'll actually generate a show called, the, it's called Nonprofits Radio, just for spe- uh, featuring nonprofits, uh, and ideally kind of local, you know, homegrown or uh, community-based uh, nonprofits. Um, we call it NPR. It's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. NPR, just don't tell the other right. NPR, whatever, right? <laughs> use, use a little, you know, not capitalized. Right, exactly, yeah. Well, I'm sure there's there's more than one PBC right. or one ABC or right. NBC or CIA out there, yeah. So, um, but yeah, we'd, we'd love to talk to you about some of the nonprofits you're involved in, maybe partner on that. Um, so now, uh, also, you're, you're announcing a new catering program. That's correct. We've been, something we've been wanting to do for... A long time, and uh, we when we first opened the restaurant, we were open for lunch, and we were just not in a good spot for lunch. Um, we were perceived of 
we're perceived as a little bit fancy and it's not not a you know not a viable lunch um thing to do so yeah. we after after about a year we we just stopped doing it because we were just breaking even and we in business to make money right you got to get there way early right <laughs> so um you know we've been talking about this idea of catering for a long time and and now um it's starting to come to fruition finally uh yeah. we've got this guy on board really good friend of mine that's joined us at Jollo, a guy named gary many shout out to gary yeah. shout out to gary couldn't be here this morning to chat but right. um <laughs> Uh, we're starting off going to kind of simple. We're going to focus on um, lunch uh, drop-off stuff that's going to feature our, you know, our food that we're going to be able to transport to, you know, business meetings and stuff at lunch. We've yeah. also, you know, done we've done a couple of um, couple of events that were drop-off, um, and we we can also do uh, stuff that's you know got service going on with it. So. Right. It's, it's just going to be Jollo to go, you know, Jollo at, go. at your home. <laughs> Seems to be a Jollo theme going on here. That's yeah. right. Jollo to go. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, and, and so uh, are you going to inc- uh, partner with some of the delivery apps or whatever or the, the delivery services? Well, are we you going to do that in-house mostly? We, or? we do, uh, we do uh, Uber Eats and um, uh, what's, what are the other ones? Uh, Postmates and, and Grubhub. Yeah, we, yeah, we do those already okay. in the restaurant. and. Uh, but for the catering, this is going to be more uh, in-house. Yeah, you guys catering, are... we'll take care of all that ourselves. Okay, yeah. You know, we'll we'll be doing the delivering and and dropping off and manning if we need to, depending right. on you know what the people want. And and what uh, what's the you know entry point for uh, a a lunch you know catering up to what's the largest you could possibly think you know handle uh, with the range ballpark? I, I think you know at this point you know when in our in our beginning phases we're probably up to about a hundred. Oh wow. Um, um, I think what we're going to see mostly f- the, for the target that we're going for is a lot. You know, we're very close to all the Northside hospitals, uh, Northside Hospital and right. uh, the Pill Hill. You know, there's right. a, it's <laughs> exactly, a huge yeah. economy of of um, uh, you know the feeding businesses for the hospitals up there, and there's right. doctors' offices, and there's constantly people that need to have uh, you know presentations and stuff, and they need lunch for twenty, thirty people, and right. that's that's where we're targeting right yeah. now. That sounds awesome. Um, so that's what's on the horizon. Uh, what else is uh, cooking um, over there? Any um, uh, things for the new year or uh, any uh, announcements or scoops you can give us? Or um? No scoops that I'm um, allowed to divulge at this particular point, but stay tuned. And uh, But the next year is just going to be... Um, you know, just getting better and better what we do with, you know, Gary Manny on board and, you know, evolving and adapting to our, you know, you know, keep the restaurant interesting. That's our biggest challenge. You know, it's easy when you're first open, you know, everybody wants to come see you. The, right. the challenge is to stay relevant over over time. And so, you know, we have to constantly be doing things that are coming into, uh, coming into you know, make people want to come back into the restaurant for a new reason. Right. Now we've got, you know, for example, we've got um, we've been doing the Feast of the Seven Fishes, which is sort really? of that it, sounds like a religious event for some reason. Well, it, yeah. I mean, it, it you know it it's an it's something that really took hold in up in the Northeast. It, it had its origins in Italy, where sure, you, yeah. you know you have a dinner for Christmas Eve, right. you know, and you have seven fishes, and it's right. got mystical um, connotations and everything. So we've we've done that for the past three years, and. 
<clears throat> and it's um well two two years this will be our third one but it's um that'll be on christmas christmas eve but is that in the restaurant in the restaurant like an event yeah. or in a certain uh the menu is already kind of uh, mapped out and we'll, so forth yeah or? we'll we'll have our regular menu but we're going to have the feast of the seven fishes menu which is a three course menu oh, okay that um, you'll get seven different fish in the uh, for appetizer entree wow and pasta uh and and Christmas Eve many years ago used to be the slowest night of the year. Yeah. It's our third highest money day wow. of the year now. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Um yeah, people just kinda um you don't want to kinda get out and you know, they got a big meal planned the next day. They don't want to be cooking, I guess, that night or yeah. something. Yeah. And we what also, about Thanksgiving? You ever do anything for Thanksgiving or um? no? We we close on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, there's a lot of restaurants that are opening for Thanksgiving. Right. Um, you know, because people just you know want to take a break and and but, have but somebody you and else your, do it. But you and your team need that day off, whatever. Right? That's right, yeah. I, and that's a personal reason we take it off because we got to have we got to give our our people and ourselves time yeah, off downtime. Yeah. We also have New Year's Eve coming up, which okay. will, uh, we'll have a, a four course prefix menu. Wow. And um, and there's all sorts of holiday parties going on in the restaurant. We have some private dining rooms, um, okay. and uh, we're getting pretty booked up. But there's still a little bit of space. Yeah, what's the capacity for those dining rooms? What's what size are those private ones? Or um... they are um, they can we can seat um, 55 people. Wow. Um, or they can get um, um, divided and at 30 and 20 on either side. Um, obviously, being on the Pro Business Channel, a lot of our listeners are, you know, business um, entrepreneurs and so forth, uh, business owners. So is this something where they can hold a lunch meeting there, I guess? Obviously, yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Lunch yeah. or dinner. Okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, But that, lunch would be kind of re- by, you know, reservation or booking because you're not currently right. doing the lunches. It's an evening event. Right. right. But yeah. we, you know, we are perfectly capable of um, scheduling doing, that. Doing a lunch, lunch events. So we've, we've done lots of them. So. Yeah. Um, all right. And... What else is on the menu here? So uh, that's the the breaking news. Um, so, how would folks uh, find you guys um, online and yeah, social? Yeah, well, and- iljalloatl.com. Okay. We're all over Facebook um, and Instagram, and um, our Instagram handle is it's just Jallo uh, ATL. ATL. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, that's that's the hottest thing, especially. Um, I imagine you see people at your restaurant taking pictures all the time. That's a, still all the time. A, still a recent phenomenon, right? From your twenty years, uh, that never happened back no. in the day, right? No, <laughs> no one was sketching on a sketch badge a picture of their of their of their what's on their plate, right? <laughs> no, not at all. But I will tell a quick story. Um, years and years and years ago, when I was at Vanny Vitovich, I think it was around nineteen ninety seven. Um, Pano sent me and his two sons, Pano and Nico, right. and the guy that was the chef at, at Preachy, on a 12-day eating trip in Italy. Wow. Oh, wow. And so, you know, this was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, there were no phones that had cameras in them. Right. <laughs> and so we went to two restaurants every day for 12 Dang. days. Wow. And, um, and so Pano, uh, this would be Chef Pano, don't tell anybody that I called him Pano Jr., Um <laughs> He took a picture of every single dish that we ate, and we got some very weird looks. From they're like, "What are these guys right, doing?" Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it goes on all the time now. But right, yeah, Pano was a pioneer in that particular uh, venue, a trendsetter, or whatever. Right. Yeah, <laughs> had he only known, or whatever. Yeah, that's right. 
All right. Well, uh, Chef Jamie Adams, it was our pleasure to have you here on Food and Beverage Radio. Rich Casanova here, and um, appreciate your time. Uh, next time, we're going to move this to an afternoon event. So you and bring I'll, bring, I'll bring you something to, <laughs> to eat and taste. And <laughs> Sounds good to me. Or we'll do a live broadcast uh, uh, on site or something. I'll make it happen, yeah. Sounds great, Rich. Thank you very Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Thanks again. All right. All right take, take care. Take care. All right. Thank you again for joining Rich Casanova and his guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of Food and Beverage Radio.